Hey everybody, it's Fernando from the Rollback Podcast. I know what you're thinking, uh, that's a sound that you haven't heard in a while. And yeah, I know. Uh, it's been a while. But, uh, I'm back and let's see what I can do with this amount of time that I got. So today I kind of had uh, some free time, uh, today and yesterday. And I rewatched Godfather's Part 1 and 2 because there is no Godfather 3. We don't talk about Godfather 3. I'm kidding. I haven't seen the new Godfather 3. The, I guess, not the, re- well, technically it's remastered, but the re-envisioned Godfather 3. I haven't seen that one yet, so I need to give that one a shot. But uh, for today's podcast, I don't know. I guess I was going to talk about uh my review of godfather part one and part two and i guess it's fair to say uh we can start off with godfather part one you know initially when this movie came out i hadn't i wasn't even fucking born i was even an idea um but uh i guess what i was trying to say is the first time i heard about this movie i was still relatively young i was a kid at the time um, I never saw it. The my first introduction to the Godfather was actually through the video game, the Godfather the video game. I played it immensely for the PS2, and it was so fucking fun. I love that game with a passion, and uh, I mean, for the most part, it follows the movie. Um, I think the only thing it really doesn't follow is the side. Uh, story of Michael going to uh, Sicily, but no, for the most part, it pretty much follows the the fucking movie to a T. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I was introduced to The Godfather. And I have to say, I was hooked. I mean, The Godfather itself has like such a such a prom uh, what's the word such a a pronounced history such a fucking legacy um it's almost like you haven't seen the godfather i know like some people are like oh the godfather sucks it's it's too short i mean not short it's too slow and i'm just like oh, i get it but i mean the first time i saw it uh believe me i fucking fell asleep because it's a long fucking movie, and I'm tired, but for the most part, I mean, the movie in itself is a really well-acted movie, you get Pacino, a young Pacino, really trying to make a name for himself, you got Jimmy Kahn, you got Robert Duvall, you got fucking Marlon Brando before he went nutso, granted he was probably a little nutso in this, but you had so, so many heavy hitters in this fucking movie, Oh, uh, you have Francis Ford Coppola as a director, and he just fucking nails this movie. We get Diane Keaton. We get fucking who else? Let's see. And one person I feel like doesn't get enough uh, love in this franchise is John Casal. He plays Fredo uh, in Godfather One and Godfather Two, and uh, his story in and of itself is pretty fucking tragic because. 
shortly after Godfather Part 2, he passed away from cancer. And that's just, man, that, that just sucks. Because um, he is definitely one of the best actors in this franchise. We have Talia Shire as Connie. Um, we have so many great actors in this movie. And so many just iconic moments. It starts off with the Sicilian wedding of uh, the Godfather's daughter. He can't say no to a request on his daughter's uh, wedding day. And, I mean, it's it's been parodied, like, so many fucking times because of this. Um, Marlon Brando's voice itself has also been parodied because of this fucking movie. And just like the the pronounced jaw and everything like that this movie has so many things that live on in in pop culture that it's not surprising that they do oh, I don't know why I yawn uh, probably because it's late but no this movie has so many things that just live on in pop culture um it's it's just so iconic. I I can't. I really just. It's hard to describe this movie in words. It really is a. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say something corny like it's an experience, but it is definitely a triumph in uh, movies because you know I haven't seen the show. I hear it. It looks like it's gonna be great. Um, I haven't, I want to say it's called, I have a, I have a proposition for you, or I have an offer for you, and it's about the making of The Godfather, how real life mob did not want this movie to be made, they were like, this movie's gonna make us look bad, yada yada yada, um, but, I'm, I think everyone is, in itself is fucking ecstatic that this movie got made, um, and then, not just that, I mean, fucking, the behind-the-scenes stuff, like how uh, Jimmy Kahn and Marlon Brando and I want to say Duvall as well had, like, these uh, contests trying to make each other laugh. I want to say it was Jimmy Kahn that drove by Marlon Brando's uh, car and showed his ass to make him laugh. Or it was or Marlon Brando. Either way, both of these fucking stories from either way you look at it, is fucking hilarious. Just the thing that these guys were making this serious movie and then they're just being jackasses and showing each other's ass, trying to make each other laugh. Um, even Marlon Brando, uh, there's a the scene where he comes home from the hospital and they're carrying him up the, the stairs. This fucking asshole put weights in his in his bed to make it heavier as a fucking prank. Like this whole fucking movie and the behind the scenes stuff is is just fucking amazing and funny and it's such an experience of uh, like Brando in this movie for me because I'm not really too familiar with Brando stuff uh, but for me when I think of Marlon Brando I think of this movie uh, I think of how he is in this movie and I think one of the main things of that is just fucking Brando, is a scene where, uh, his godson 
is crying. He's in his office crying because this guy won't give him a movie role. And he's asking the Godfather for help. And the Godfather fucking mocks him. And he fucking hits him. He smacks him. And that was completely unplanned. It wasn't in the fucking script. This fucking guy just was like, I feel like he's gonna smack. He should smack him right now. But yeah, the fucking asshole over here smacks the shit out of him. And yeah, there's just so many great scenes. So many Jimmy Khan destroying the fucking. Oh my god, let's talk about that real quick. The fight between. Uh, Sonny, Jimmy Khan's character, and Carlo, the the husband of his sister, when he finally, I don't think he finally figured it out, but, like, it gets shown, like, very permanent that Carlo beats uh, Connie, and he fucking goes and finds Carlo and beats the fuck out of him. And then... It's just funny because, like, some shots don't connect because it's acting. And then there's a part where Carlo's holding on to, like, a railing for, like, his life. And then uh, Sonny bites his fucking hand. Like, let go, you little bitch. I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you. And just, oh, this, this movie in itself is just amazing. Um... When I was rewatching it today, it's still amazing on how you're able to be hooked into this movie. How many quotes they are in this movie. Um, my father always taught me to keep my friends close, but my enemies closer. Um, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. There's just so many fucking quotables in this movie. And it's insane on how fucking quotable this movie is I think for me The Godfather 1 is definitely one of these movies where it wasn't it wasn't a thing beforehand like this was completely brand new and it was definitely an experience to watch, especially when I first saw it. And then to keep rewatching it, I'm like, man, this fucking movie is so good. But uh, yeah, just some of my favorite things about this movie in itself are definitely the backstage stories. Like how Barney Brando was like, I'm not going to remember my lines. So they had to fucking put. Uh, cue cards all over the fucking place so that he could read them and he would method act uh, fucking uh, Coppola I think was in debt before this movie came out and then this movie and then they offered him this movie and he got out of debt and then just I don't know it's just so so many things in this movie uh, like how George Lucas had a fucking, uh, role in this movie where he set up one of the scenes and yeah, fucking, I don't know, man, this movie just in and of itself has so many crazy things that happen that you just can't really believe. Um, 
And then plus, I mean, it's movies like these that just inspired a whole fucking genre of things. Um, it inspired The Sopranos. It inspired uh, movies like Goodfellas and real life situations like like that happening. Fucking Goodfellas. Just this movie in and of itself is just a cultural icon. And and now I want to cut into into Godfather Part Two. Godfather Part Two is a lot longer. I believe it's around almost half an hour longer than um, Godfather Part One. And the thing about Godfather Part Two, it's really two movies in one. Um, we get to see the rise of. We get to get we get to see the rise of uh, Michael Corleone as a certified mobster, even though he's already kind of established himself. And but you really see him evolve into something that is just he cannot walk away from. Uh, in the first movie, we see Michael as this guy who came back from war and he doesn't want to go into the family business it's really more of his brother's deal his brother gets murdered and he decides to take matters into his own hands and starts going after the people that murdered his brother and went after his father and then he consequently gets put into this life that it feels like no one ever wanted for him like i don't think his father wanted this life for him and now he's in it and at the beginning of this uh, movie, it pretty much picks up almost, not immediately, immediately, but pretty quickly after the first one ends, where Michael's trying to get into the legitimate side of business. Um, he has gotten rid of the five families. He is the last man standing. And he's really trying to... Uh, get a more legitimate foothold in Las Vegas and the person that's stopping that is the center and another guy um, that we're introduced to in this movie called Hyman Roth um, along with Hyman Roth we are introduced to new characters like Frank Pentangeli and we're also introduced to um the introduction of a young Vito Corleone played by Robert De Niro. We get to see the story of young Vito Corleone on how he arrived in the United States, where he came from. And we get to see that alongside Michael Corleone navigate this new world of him trying to go legit, but he can't really go legit because he is a gangster. He's pretty much stuck in a rock and a hard place. He is trying to do what he needs to do uh, to keep his position um, not viable, but to keep his position solidified. And he's also having to pay for the sins of his past. Uh, what he did to Mo Green, what he did to the five families. He has to pay for everything that he did that he did in the past. Um, what led to Frank Pentangeli almost getting assassinated. What led to Hyman Roth trying to kill him. He's 
having to pay for everything that he's ever done. You get to see the dehumanization of Michael Corleone. And I think one of the biggest um, one of the biggest examples of that is when he has a uh, I, I guess it's a prostitute. He has a prostitute killed uh, to frame the sen- Senator Geary uh, and basically force him to be in his um, in his debt. Uh, we see him do that. Uh, he does this with Frank Pentangeli as well uh, to get Frank to not turn state's evidence against him because um, Frank uh, was about to go against Michael. He was about to testify in court about all the things that Michael has done. And then hit, uh, fucking Mike Corleone brings his brother in from Sicily. Uh, doesn't say a word. Nothing. Just sits there and looks at him. Like, you realize what you're about to do is going to go against everything that we've been doing, ever. Um, but you see how much Michael has changed, or how much uh, the the idea of the mafia has changed uh, from the first movie to this movie. Because in the beginning, uh, Frank is pissed because he can't see Michael. And he's like... He has me waiting in the freaking lobby, all this stuff, and I mean, back then, it wasn't like that. Um, pretty much, the Godfather's uh, associates always had first bidding for the Godfather, but Michael isn't like his father, and to be honest, you know, I think Michael's more ruthless than um, Vito. Uh, Vito did what he had to do uh, to to get where he needed to get to. But, you know, there's just a coldness that Michael does things that it just affects everyone around him. And... I mean, people forget in the first uh, Godfather, he got married. He fucking said bye to Kay. He was like, I'm on the run. I have to go hide. Yada, yada, yada. And he fucking said bye. He got married to Apollonia, which, um, yeah. Uh, if you're watching... That the scene in, in Godfather 1 where um, uh, Michael and Apollonia are um, consummating the marriage. Uh, she is 16. Yeah. 16. Very awkward. Very awkward once we found that one out. So, just starting out there. Uh, but yeah, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. Uh, Michael... Uh, lost his first wife, Apollonia, goes with Kay, and to be honest, Kay's not really into this life, she's not one to, like, shut her mouth like, uh, like, uh, Michael's mother, like, she, she will speak up, and, that yeah, um, she's nothing like Michael's mother, 
And what's weird is it you'd think that Michael would have gotten someone like his mother, but he, you know he didn't. And throughout the movies, they never really showed that Michael was this womanizer like his brother, uh Sonny. He was pretty much from the looks of it, faithful to Kay while he was married to her. Uh, he wasn't the type to go womanizing, to go trying to find a new girl every night. Like, he was, it looked as though he was very um, loyal to Kate, which is a little weird. Because um, you would think, like, oh, he with Kate being so different that he would cheat. But, I mean, ironically, he didn't. Uh, along with that, you know... <sighs> We, we get to Godfather 2 and uh, Fredo um, goes against his brother. He holds this animosity towards him because he's older than Michael. And Michael basically stepped over him to become Don. And we all knew that Fredo was never going to be Don. It wouldn't be realistic. It wouldn't... Fredo just wasn't that type of guy. Um, and because of this, uh, Fredo, um, he releases Michael's uh, whereabouts where Hyman Roth tries to kill him. And Michael ends up figuring out these things. And we get the infamous scene where Michael and Fredo are in Havana and... He grabs him and he says, I know it was you. Gives him a kiss. And basically says, you're dead to me. And then when he finally sees Fredo again, he tells him, like, you're dead to me. Um, I don't want to see you ever again. If you're going to come see our mother, I want to know a day in advance so I'm not there. And, yeah, he's just fucking, he is ruthless to his brother. And, you know, some would say rightfully so. His brother did almost get him killed. And so you could see as to why uh, he's a little ruthless towards him. And, you know, I, I kind of agree that he's ruthless. But I don't agree with the actions that are about to follow. Um, he keeps Fredo alive until his mother's death. Um, and then... Right before Fredo's going to take Michael's son out, Anthony, to go fishing. He goes fishing with one of Michael's uh, friends. and uh, Well, not Michael's friends. One of Michael's uh, soldiers. And Michael's soldier uh, kills him. And that's how the movie ends. We, we get the gunshot. Um, and then prior to this, we get the infamous... Uh, Kay and Michael scene where she tells him, "I didn't have an, I didn't have a miscarriage, Michael. I had an abortion. That is what our marriage is. It's an abortion." And fucking Michael snaps. He pushes her. I think he smacks her. Like, this is the first time you see him snap, and he hits her. And you also come to think like. You know, Robert Duvall's character had to have known that she had an abortion. Because he took her to the doctor. Like, he had to have known. But, 
I mean, we don't know. We don't know for sure. Um, yeah, we see the de-evolution of Michael Corleone as a, as a human. I mean, I think it's fair to say, like, Michael becomes a monster of himself. And it's hard to really root for the guy when he's ruined everything that he's ever touched. And now, like, now this is the comparison part. Which one is better? That's the age-old question. Which one is better? Um, Godfather 2, where we get the... The fall of Michael Corleone, and then we get to see the rise of Vito Corleone, uh, Robert De Niro, um, or Godfather 1, which is a classic. It is a fucking classic of a movie. So many iconic scenes, such an iconic cast. It's it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to tell which one is the best. Um, I, For me personally... I would say Godfather 1 is my favorite, uh, just because it's so iconic, it's so, there's so many iconic scenes in there, um, but I can see why someone would choose Godfather 2, Godfather 2 is also an amazing movie, but um, as far as I go, I would have to say that Godfather 1, for me, is my favorite movie. Uh, in the Godfather series. Imagine if I just threw out a heater. Godfather Part 3 is the greatest movie ever made. Uh, the other two suck. Uh, bags of dicks. Uh, fight me. <laughs> but I don't think anyone has ever said that. That Godfather 3 is the best one. I think you'd have to be pretty uh, pretty dumb to have that point of view. Because man, that one is just horrible. But, uh, but yeah, uh, maybe I'll do a Godfather 3 uh, review in this coming week of the newest version. The newest, uh, I guess, the, the reimagined version. Um, see how good they, or if they even made it good. Because uh, every time I see that movie, uh, the only thing I think of, why is he fucking his cousin? And... Yeah, uh, but yeah, that is it, everybody. Um, that was my review for Godfather 1 and Godfather 2. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to comment on the thumbnails on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the ones that run them are Eddie and uh, Chema. Um, Eddie calls you all a bunch of pussies and i don't think that's right so if you have any thoughts to say to him you go for it uh but yeah that is it everybody this is fernando from the rollback podcast this was your wednesday rewind for the review of godfather one and godfather two and the ultimate which one is better have a good day everybody this is fernando and let's cut this